Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Butch Daily Podcast. This is Kathy Wilder, and I'm out here in San Diego with my beautiful wife and son, and happy to be here today. Janelle Hampton here, being as butch as I can be in the East Bay area, Oakland Beach Pacific, with my twins and my wife. And I'm coming down, just, just to be clear, I'm coming off of a thousand times sugar high from the holidays. So I'm here, and I'm alert. You, you look alert. alert. You do look alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a butch alert. It I is. like it. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's uh, Dana. I'm out here in Humboldt County, California with my wife and all of our many fur babies enjoying the rain and the cold, uh, but also cannot wait until some warmer weather. We'll be happy for that. Hey, um, Kathy. Yeah. Buddy. What's up? Do you know what a do Do you know what a sticky bee is? A sticky bee. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever heard that before? I've heard I've heard sticky bee from you. I I think it I heard sticky V at one point, but I think you meant sticky bee. Sticky wow, bee. I feel like those might not be the same thing. <laughs> well, it's probably not. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna come clean. Sticky okay. bee oh. is a uh, honey wheat ale. Oh, by guess who? Mm-hmm. Oh, Feather Falls. Our, our, our friends at Feather Falls Brewery right there in Butte County, California. It's a light, warm weather beer, hence the ache for some warm weather, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's brewed locally there in uh, Butte County, and it's produced, uh, gosh, I lost, uh, it's bound. <laughs> That's so good. Let me do that again. <laughs> so Sticky Bee Beer. It's a honey wheat ale. It's a light, warm weather beer, and it's brewed there locally in Orville, in mm, Humble, in, awesome. uh, in Butte County. So, you know, if you are in the Butte County or Sacramento areas, you really should check out Sticky Bee. It's delicious. And by the way, it's only 4% alcohol. So it's something that you can oh. sip on and drink throughout the day. Because a lot That's of their other is. beers have a higher alcohol content, around 8 or 9 so this is a nice, nice one. A nice mellow at four percent. That's great. Who couldn't use a little more honey in their life? Sticky bee, it is. A little honey. There Bring you on go. the honey. Love the honey pot. Honey, sticky bee. Honey sticky bee. Sticky bee. Hey, just give a shout out to Mags tonight, who cannot be with us on the pod. Uh, they are uh, working, and you know, as we all know, in the medical field, and therefore committed and had to be there tonight. So, miss you, Mags, and. We will see you next time that we uh, do the Butch Daily. Yep. Taking care of the front line. Thank you, Mag. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we inter- intermittently speak in a really cool Southern accent <laughs> so we don't we don't miss them too much. Hopefully we can yeah. fill the gap. I don't know if we'll be able to do it, but we can try. Especially you, Dana. Oh, You're so good yeah. at those accents. I'll stop. The special voices. Stop now. <laughs> true. Can we do hey, like we soft brush? Dana again? Soft Dana again. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, you know what? You guys are talking about characters, mm. and you're reminding me of uh, what our question, our hot seat question, is this yeah. week. Ah, Should I just okay. lay it on you? I don't want to scare you. Right? As per usual, Baby girl, lay it on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you were. G- <laughs> Oh, Janelle is making us all laugh. Y'all can't see her, but uh, hot seat me, hot seat me. So, if you were going to be or had to be a fictional character from the past, you had to live their life. What fictional character would you choose? I'm going to go Janelle. I was afraid you would call on my first, and I, I, I might be long and drawn out. Luckily, um, Kathy's got a strong editing instinct. Do what you need to do with this. But the question is, like, which part of me am I going to allow to live? Mm. Is it going to be the assassin who really plans the shanking of every miscreant who hurts anyone I love? 
Am I going to be that, you know, Jack Reacher person or whatever? Or am I going to feed my Peter Pan complex, which I think is a really wonderful part of me, and be like the absolute Tom Sawyer? Or am I going to go for something kind of close, like any one, any number of Alison Bechtel's characters in the old uh, uh, Dice to Watch Out For comedy strip? It's a comic strip. It's really hard. But where I land mostly is Tom Sawyer. I mean... A lot of people have a lot of different reactions to Tom Sawyer. Like, is he conniving? Is he mischievous? Is he beautiful, kind, generous, and clever? Um, Is he just, you know, another Lost Boy, right? We don't know. But then I just reminded myself of the movie Lost Boys. And Mm. that would be awesome to be a vampire. A hot teenage vampire, dude. So there's that. Uh, So I land basically on Tom Sawyer because at one point in the book, spoiler alert, in case you haven't read, you know, Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn type of thing, he does get assigned the task of painting, whitewashing a fence. And he behaves towards this task so lovingly and adoringly, and like it's such a sacred task that he would never share it with anybody, that he ends up being able to trade the opportunity to whitewash or paint this fence for things like an apple, a key, all sorts of cool things. And I feel like that's a little bit like my life right now. So if you wanted like sort of an even scene, even kill transition, be Tom Sawyer. Getting stuff done while having fun. Boom. I probably will never fake my own funeral though, because that seems mean. That seems really mean. (laughs) I always thought of that character as just an excellent salesperson as well. (laughs) Not to, sorry, to like cheapen your your no. analogy or anything hey. but yeah there's actually there's... a phrase called being tom sawyer do you know that like being tricked oh, into doing that? something that's a work <laughs> that... uh, i didn't know that but it's but not really being tricked sawyer, yeah. being clevered into it clevered. he was clevering people into it which is fine but totally different than tricked is, totally he was always ready to get the work done himself mm-hmm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If need be, I need to reread that. I don't know if that's one hundred percent true, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm wondering <laughs> if that part's totally on the up and Clearly up. There, you guys but... have your misgivings about me. Do not transfer that onto poor Tom I can't <laughs> imagine you floating the river with a little stick and a pair of overalls and get, just doing 100%. your life. Yeah, that's no that's question. The life right there, guys. Hundred <laughs> percent, Kathy. What about you? Oh man, so I. Uh, I was talking to my family about this question earlier and um, was asking them and um, uh, it sort of evolved a little bit. And um, my, my wife was like, well, you know, which character I would most like to uh, um, (laughs) bang would be Captain, uh, would be uh, Captain America. So my first res- response was like, well, I guess I'm Captain America. So Captain America, there it is. <laughs> Which I do love that character because of the depth of, you know, he was selected to take on these special powers because he was super, um, you know, he was, he was sacrificed himself so readily for other people. And so I, I do like that idea. But my real character that I, um, fr- is from a book that I love, book series. Um, her name is Lauren Olamina. I don't know if you've ever read the parable of the sower parable of the talents. It's by a wonderful author author named Octavia Butler. And she writes these um, science fiction books, but also these, this is a series of dystopian future books. And Lauren Olamina is this incredible uh, key character who uh, she's really like, number one, she sort of embodies this uh, really untraditional looking female figure so she t- describes herself as tall and broad and sort of just like strong and can wield a gun and can do a lot of things that, you know, and she it. survives these crazy situations. Uh, but I just think she's amazing. She's also that has this um, hyper empathy disorder in the book where she actually can feel the pain or feel the good uh, that other people are feeling. Oh. So she, if she shoots somebody, she feels like she's dying until she dies, you know? So anyway, great book series. Octavia, anything Octavia Butler writes is golden. Um, okay, I but, need to check that out because yeah. that character, I'd like to know better. Oh yeah, she's badass, big time, big time badass. So if I could, if I could embody that, that would be awesome. Very cool. Hyper empathetic? Is that Empathy disorder is what they call it in the book. Disorder. Wow. It's considered a negative condition. 
because it's the people yeah, who are easily disorder. manipulate. Yeah. Sure. Right. That would be quite a burden, yeah. a burden basket, so to speak, to carry. Totally. totally. My goodness. Well, you guys, you guys, um, <laughs> I was thinking about it while you were talking and I, I changed mine in mid, mid thought. Oh, Almost any character that Patrick Swayze played oh. on, the, on the big screen, I gotta oh, admit, yeah. I gotta, Johnny. I gotta, Johnny, be Johnny, right? From, uh, from, from, wait, from Dirty Dancing. Totally great. Yeah. I love Johnny. Love it. Love yeah. it. Uh, Dalton from Roadhouse. Just uh-huh. so oh. when he's doing the Tai Chi out by the lake. Oh. And the and he's just like he's so freaking cool, man. And yeah, he's, in yeah. those little sweatpants. <laughs> yep. When yep. he's pulling the jugular out of somebody's throat, also a cool moment. <laughs> Love that. And then he goes and smokes a cigarette, so you could tell it was made in the eighties because right? you know he's doing tai chi and then he's smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer, like the ultimate just cool guy from the nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties. Love yeah. some Patrick Swayze. But love the characters that he played. Yeah. Oh, what about the guy he played in The Outsiders? Oh. Oh, yeah. The big brother. So oh, brutal. Right, exactly. Kathy, do you know what we're talking about? I don't know. I don't. Oh, He's the oldest brother. Dog. Oldest brother. Their parents were killed in a car accident. He's got two younger brothers, Pony Boy and Soda Pop. Those are the names of the brothers? Yeah. Amazing. That's I love well- Outsiders. You didn't have Good to read one. that in junior high? Oh, good. That was like a staple in my. We had to remember it. Uh, yeah, I don't remember yeah. reading it. No, it's cool. Outstanding choices, you guys. Outsiders, love that. Yep. Yep. All right, tossing it to you, Kathy. That's our hot seat question. Oh, so we had mm. Tom question. Sawyer, Johnny, mm-hmm. and then the empathetic. Oh, Lauren Alameda sort of- or. Captain America, depending on Captain the day. In our <laughs> now I know what Halloween costume I'm going for next year. I better start working yes. out. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Expectations. Now just get the color yeah. scheme right. Just wrap yourself in an American flag. You'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> so good. Well, good. Well, uh, we're gonna, we want to move into the uh, <clears throat> the next portion of our show, which is the uh, current events. We uh, threw out the title hey. Butch up last time. We're kind of throwing it around. We're not real happy. We so we're, you get ideas. We didn't yeah. drop it. Yeah. Yeah. Current events. Current events today. Today will be called current events. That's right. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. What's, that? what's on our mind? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that's on my mind, oh, gosh, uh, Deb Haland uh, being uh, oh, nominated God. as uh, Secretary of the Interior. I don't know if anybody wow. caught her, her acceptance speech. I I cried. I did. Oh, and she did too. Oh. She got choked up. It was so powerful to me uh, to see a person, um, an, a person, an indigenous person who is being elevated to this office yeah. and finally having uh, the respect and responsibility yeah. of uh, taking care of our land, taking care of our resources. Oh, it, oh. it really was powerful. What did you guys do? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, something that I really enjoyed also was you you guys know I'm Native American. I'm part of a tribe there that's in Butte County. And so I have a lot of Facebook friends, a lot of not just from my own tribe, but tribes, you know, go to different conferences and different organizations. And so it was so cool. It was just like my Facebook feed was just alive with photos of her and feeds of her speech and just the like there are times in the in the world when we just feel so connected and this thing Mm. that happened connected all of us and all the things that happened all the things that happened in 2020 you know here was this event that just brought us all back to zero again and yeah. all back to this like mm. place of mm. being grateful and so excited again and filled with hope, which um, yeah. can be yeah. hard to find right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. My cool. initial response to Helen being, um, uh, you know, um, placed and elevated and, and put forward was I, I just elation. I feel like that, you know, I'm not Native American 
Um, but I believe that we haven't like non-Native Americans have not been great stewards of the land mm-hmm. and we need help. And there is nothing that seems more natural and appropriate and peace bringing to me than to put the health and guidance of the lands of the country I live in, whatever you think of those borders, um, into the hands of the people who were here originally. And I know that I can't expect miracles from her in four years if she stays that long or in eight years, or if she does it for the next 20 years. But what I do know is that this is leadership that brings me peace when mm-hmm. it comes to our interior. I, I am thankful. I am thankful for the wisdom in placing her, the you know Biden team, whatever. But I'm also thankful of, for the wisdom of her culture and that our land will be entrusted to that leadership. It's not going to be easy. She's going to have to work within a system that frankly has the wrong priorities. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was so, it, was, it brought tears to my eyes also. I will be looking up that acceptance speech. That's mm. so good. And, mm. you know, she mentions that she's, and I, I, will, I will correct myself if I'm wrong, but it's something like 35th generation New Mexican, you know, like yeah. she just, it's just, you know, when you hear that, you're like, damn, <laughs> you know, that's so, it just was a beautiful, she, she's got a beautiful spirit too about yeah. uh, caring and her record, her political record, of course, she's in the House of Representatives right now, one of the first two Native American people who served in the House of Representatives mm-hmm. and uh, along with Sharice David, who is absolutely who is a Bush a, representative, bring it, oh. former MMA fighter yeah. as well. Exactly. <laughs> Biggest MMA biceps fighter, in the house, Sharice David. Um, anyhow, uh, but Dave, uh, <laughs> Deb Hitland's uh, record yeah. is excellent on environmental issues. Uh, so right. she's got the beef behind it, you know, yeah. and not to mention just representation matters, period. You yeah. know, yeah. that's. Yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. See what see what happens. That's great. Hmm. Yeah. Did you did you all see any any of the speech, any of the other ones that of the climate commit the climate people that are the EPA and yeah, I would just recommend everybody watch that whole series of speeches right in a row. Um, those people yeah. were so fired up about their positions. I'm not <laughs> used to that. I realized I was like, even in the past before Trump. I'm not used to people who are going to be the on the cabinet being like, this is my life's passion in their speech. Right. They're like so excited to be there. And I was just like, this is how we need to switch in our world and our minds to this kind of passionate um, commitment to work. And it was so yeah. cool to hear that around environmental issues and people coming, you know, uh, one of the gentlemen, the, the gentleman who I, I will make sure I find out his, remember his name, but uh, he is going to be the head of the EPA. He's talking about being in a fence line community with a coal factory in Georgia. Um, I'm sorry, North That's Carolina. That's not John Kerry. You're not talking about. No, no. Um, uh, first name is Michael. I'm sorry. I can't remember his last name, but um, he's new, new to uh, federal government. Uh, but talk about be, being in a fence line community and experiencing asthma from being so close to a coal factory and how he loves hiking in the outdoors and how he couldn't do it much as a kid, as much as he liked, because he had so many breathing problems from being on this border and how he's got the, you know, people had really direct experience. So I'm pretty, feel pretty excited about, um, these stewards of our environment and of our country and of our land and, yeah. Ultimately, people, I just humanity. Hope that people, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just hope that people remember the time before the appointment to cabinets depended upon your friendship or proximity to the president or the leadership. Because when I saw um, what happened, I mean, Ryan Zinke was the Trump appointee, and it was just so frightening to see that one of the most important things for him was to get all the streets cleared um, where he was going to go give his acceptance speech so that he could arrive on top of a horse. Yeah, right. Like for no other reason than to be on top of a horse. Wasn't part of his background or ceremony or anything. It was just like, hey, I get to ride my horse in front of the nation right now. Like, man, it's just so disappointing. So remembering that there are people who have been invested in these different areas 
for years before they were appointed. Yep. Not even thinking that they would be appointed to something like this. It's just, it's invigorating and exciting. Yep. Good, good concept. This uh, gentleman's name is Michael Reagan, and he's currently the head of the EPA in North Carolina. He um, is the first African-American person to hold his office. Fantastic. So pretty cool. And he loves, he's like super outdoors guy. He's got all this great uh, history of hiking the Appalachian Trail and doing all this stuff. So he's a cool guy. Anyway. Appalachian Trail. That's right. Bucket list. Bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) Other coasts. Cool. Well, it's almost New Year's. Oh, gosh. (laughs) It is. Don't remind us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yay. It's almost, we're almost done with 2020. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I'm that ready. Can't come soon enough. It's sad to paint 2020 with only one brush. So I will want to tell you that at least a handful of people thanked me for getting married this year. So that 2020 could be besides something other than a like spiraling downward of the current administration and COVID 19. And I was like, you're welcome, world. <laughs> That's right. Let my matrimony fly in the face of this awful year. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's (laughs) not even sure what to say, Janelle. That's right. Your marriage saved the entire year. I can see that. uh, Maybe for me. I don't know about (laughs) (laughs) Nancy's pretty great. And so are you. Nancy's amazing. She really is. Very much, very yeah. much. But it's sad because I feel like 2020 only had its one year to do something. And if 2020 were an entity, it really is being painted with an awful brush. So I feel good about saying 2020 wasn't just about, you know, death and destruction politically and COVID-19. It was also about, you know, people still got married. And, you know, is there anything good that you guys think came of 2020? Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. Um, in, in my world, just the switch from uh, waking up, getting dressed, taking a shower and going into an office every day to doing telehealth and telework from my home and just working out all of the different little kinks around that. We have a house full of dogs. So just really enjoy <laughs> trying to have a meeting with like cats jumping on you and dogs barking. I'm sure everybody out there can relate to that. Um, On one hand, it's a lot of fun and it brings some humor to your day that would not have otherwise been there. But it's also hard to get your mind into work and focused on the things that you need to focus on. Um, But the other part of that 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 changed was having, I felt like I had a, a lot more time for myself than I normally Mm. do. And being able to focus on my own personal, like my physical health and my mental health was a big switch. And looking into 21, wondering what that's gonna look like. Um, If we start to shift back into being in the office more and um, doing more things face-to-face, which, you know, there's there's positive and negatives to both of those. how am I going to sustain that? And that's kind of rolls into my idea of I'm not a real big new year's resolution kind of person, but it's more of a, just a thought for the new year. How am I going to sustain um, that kind of uh, living that I've, I've come to really enjoy, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great point. And interestingly enough, I've I've heard a lot about the rest of the world coming to terms with the fact that a lot of the stuff that we commute to, thereby ruining the environment, we don't need to. Yeah. And this year has been a massive game changer for anybody who has um, physical needs that make it impossible or super challenging to get to an office to work and to work in an office. Anybody who's ever needed an accommodation to work from home and people have just said, oh, absolutely not. We absolutely need that work done on site, blown out of the water. This year will be a game changer for people who need accommodation to to get work done and to contribute to whatever their field or profession or institution is. The answer is going to have to start being yes, right? And that's going to be a big game changer. And I support that. What about you, Kath? Anything 
standing out as super positive about 2020 for you? Well, yeah, I mean, I think similarly, I've spent so much more time with my family this year and, you know, we were chatting about it right before we started, but, you know, I have a kid in college who would otherwise be in college, which I know he's probably more bummed about than I am, but uh, it's nice to be home and to be together. And my wife started working from home right probably like a month before COVID hit. And so we always talked about what it would be like if we both had, you know, offices at the house and we were bumping into each other at lunch and, um, yeah, and I'm just talking about bumping into each other too. I can, yeah, I know that's coming. <laughs> but, uh, Janelle, Janelle's eyes were like diverted. I'm not looking at you. Um, but we were just talking about how nice it's been to just be like, we're just together and, you know, we're, we're playing more games. We're just hanging out and doing things. And uh, I just, to me, that's such a difference. And I know for those in the world that have small kids like Janelle does that sometimes like having everybody home can be hard. And um, I think I'm, I just happen to be kind of past the, you know, the, the age group of of super hard, you know, we still have our own things going on, but yeah, Yeah. it's good. It's been good. I think in that sense, like everything has slowed down and uh, that just feels important. Like it's a, it's like a life lesson. <laughs> Let's slow down. Yeah. 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 But you know, I, I just to reflect on the the small children I have at home, they are seven now in second grade and it is very challenging to get through the school day and feel like I'm coming close to what their teacher could have achieved. It's absolute nonsense. None of us are coming close to that, but being able to be with them while they learn and while they transi- transition from one activity to another, where they learn how to focus, where they have to develop discipline. I was out from under my parents' purview when I did that. I went to school all the time, every day. I was almost never sick. And I did all that without them. And I do feel like it's been a real uh, privilege and blessing to be able to watch them through all of that. I, I wouldn't have chosen it because I know that they, they need to get back to school and learn how to be with other kids. There's only so many fart jokes I can laugh at and create myself. Um, so they do need to go back soon, but it, it has been really, there's, a, there's even a silver lining to that madness. Mm. Oh, I know the, the, all of the, the parents out there that are doing the homeschooling, I just. Oh my gosh. Oh, God goodness. bless you. Yeah. The distance learning. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing like turning the corner when you're like hearing the math lesson going on. There's nothing like turning the corner and seeing your son on his belly, on his rug, playing with Legos while his teacher is clearly looking at his blank Zoom square. And like the look of mortification in my face, I'm like, are you kidding? That kid is my kid? Take it at me! Who else's kid would it be, Janelle? Like, Come on. <laughs> what do you do what do you do yeah, did you do? you're just like mute turn the camera so off yank them up i mean nobody's gonna be surprised when i say i'm a bit of a barker or a yeller whatever no. but what? you know i don't i don't think that's the best parenting maneuver and so like but yet it's my instinct i'm a lifeguard you know rock climber teacher whatever i yell it's, it's a thing uh i'm, I'm your a whistle. representative i yell or like, if Ooh, I do you, yell. you so should just I have a whistle that. Next time, just out of the deep end, I guess. That would be awesome. So the first thing I did was like try to like not yell, which makes my eyes go big like this and my face turn red. And then he saw me looking at him. He's like, oh, so he he kind of got up, and I was like, I pointed to his computer. He just kind of went there, and I was like, oh, I'm going to deal with this later. But I'm not going to yell right now. <laughs> now, did you not yell because the entire class would hear you? Like you're that like- was the second reason. The first reason is not a good parenting to yell. Second okay. reason is they're never on mute. Right. Come on, kids. Put yourself on mute so I can yell at you. Exactly. Of course, they're they're blanked out on the screen, but they're not on mute. They're like, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. But at the same time, you know, my mother, interestingly enough, has gotten back into teaching. She does it all on Zoom. So she wasn't teaching for like 10 years or 14 years. She jumps back in and then boom, the pandemic hit. So she's been learning Zoom. And I listened to her. And this is what I'd like to hear from my kids' teacher that I hear from my mother. She teaches science for fourth and fifth graders, which is, 
Uh, Anthony, Anthony, now turn your, your camera needs to be back on, Anthony. Back on with the camera. So-and-so, so-and-so, bring your head up off the desk. That is not how we learn. I mean, she is like, she knows their names. She, she, she requires their attentiveness. And I'm like, what's the teacher doing staring at this blank screen? Not going, I'm going to show, I'm going to show, I'm going to But they're only humans. They're, you know. So, and they're seven. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, and yeah. And the kids are seven, the teachers are human. It's chaos, yeah. and I love it. I love it's it. chaos. <laughs> I, I always tell my, if I'm in a meeting with my staff or something, I'll, I'll, I'll say, hold on, I, I want you to think I'm a nice person, so I need to mute myself. And then I yell, happy, get out of your butt, you know, because he's like <laughs> licking his butthole so much yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, I think something that's lost in our work a lot, and uh, I don't I don't mean to say this in any way that I, I know there's a lot of people out there suffering, uh, like who've lost their jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge that, like straight up, like there's a lot of people out there that are struggling. Um, yeah. And I think that we get to a place in our lives where our personal lives and our professional lives are so separate. Uh and that this year has forced us to say, you know what? People have kids, people have dogs, people have lives that mm-hmm. are important to them. And this is bringing it to the forefront. I'm curious if we're going to see a big uh, mass exodus. So people actually deciding to go ahead and retire because they realize they can handle it and that life at home is going to be okay. Cause they've, they got to kind of dip a toe into it and, it's going to be curious, if anything, just as bystanders and observers to see how we as humans respond, you know, to this situation. It's going to be right. interesting. It will be. Agreed. I think one of my favorite things about 2020, to be honest, is this podcast. And I don't know, you know, we've talked, we talked about it a lot, you know, but we did it because we had some time, you know, or just some energy for it. So, I mean, God bless Mags, who's out in the front lines, of course. Uh, and uh, that just tells you how much work that they do every time just to get to the podcast to be here, you know. So, but I also think, yeah, we so many more. I For me, creative space has been another piece of it where I get some creative space to think about what you know, how, how we want to be out in the world on our stories these days. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, on one last thing on a, on a simpler level, like a super basic level is every time I drive anywhere, there are far, I mean, oh, yeah. far fewer cars on the road. And mm-hmm. I thank God for that. I, that um, we all thank God for that when it involves you in a vehicle. <laughs> oh, the less really? opportunities for you to the people out of the way. engage yeah. with or to take a ride with me in my car and see how overreactionary Dana is being about being oh, in my car with me. Don't act like it's Daddy, just me. Come on. I've talked to Nancy. I think she <laughs> would agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy, I went, no. Yep. No. Nancy yes. would never betray me like that. No okay, way. listen. The truth you guys, I want to, yeah. everybody, everybody, the last time I was in a car with Janelle, within the first two minutes. Now, I'm from a small town. I live in Humboldt County. It's a small, small town, not yeah. a lot of cars on the road. There's like one road, basically, right? So I'm down in Oakland, and we're getting ready to drive down to see you, Kathy, yeah. in Southern Cal. And Where we, we get in the car. Safely. So two minutes, two minutes in, she has run a red light, and don't argue, because you did. And we almost got in a car accident and not like, oh, we almost got in a car. Like we almost got sideswiped because I think you were driving too fast. I agree. It was the other driver's, it was actually the other driver's fault, but you were also driving kind of fast. So I'm just saying, and I was looking down the barrel at six more hours in the car with you. And I was like, (laughs) I am two minutes in and one of my lives. The barrel. No, this is it. That's it. For our first Butch Daily fundraiser, we're gonna auction off a ride with Steve <laughs> Perhampton. All right, all right. Don't do it. Don't do it. It'll be like um, getting uh, bungee jumping or you know some other high risk activity. In my car. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Make sure your life insurance is up to date. Everybody. Out of your life, unless you got a season pass ticket to my life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Wow. Anyhow, did we morph into resolutions? Is that what we were? Uh... Oh, oh, now I think we're moving that way. My bad driving to resolutions. How convenient, Dana Taylor. Did Did you like that pivot? You <laughs> have any ideas pivot. for Janelle there, Dana? Or... Yeah, yeah, I can think of one. <laughs> Taking recommendations at this time. Thanks. I have a look. Just one. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't know how I feel about the words, the word resolutions myself. I think it's the right. familiar term. I, re, I prefer goals, you know, setting some, doing some goal setting or, or uh, what did you say before Dana? That was so good. It was um, just some intentions, maybe setting some intentions, intentions yeah. for the year. Uh, yeah. You know, I think that's, that's such an important practice uh, for, for anybody. Um but yeah, as we move into 2021, any time of the year, anytime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of do it around my birthday usually and um, yeah, New Year's, which are very close together. So it's not, you know, not a big deal, but resolution, goal, intention for the 2021 you know, question. Um, we're just, for me, I'm, you know, politically, socially, familially, and we're coming out of this what seems like a really a, a, a challenging and at times dark time. And so, so just sort of making it to 2021 has seemed like a, a challenging path to me. Um, but I, I also know that my history with resolutions is I, I used to think that they were almighty, like this is your chance. You could, if you take this one moment in time at the beginning of this year, you could change the trajectory of your entire life. And then I was just faced with failure after failure after failure, especially when I was sort of looking for that specific perfect moment to start becoming healthier and working on, you know, having the body that I thought would, would be like the best thing for me, healthy and strong and this and that, which comes and goes, you know. Sure. Um, so I didn't have a lot of success in resolutions. And then I started, you know, becoming an English major and thinking about what does it mean to resolve? Like what, what is a, what is a resolution? And that, it just didn't work for me. So I like intentions and goals also um, because resolving to do something, therefore be it resolved. It's so inflexible. Yeah. And I have learned one, if I've learned one thing about life, it's that you have to be dynamic. You have to be flexible unless you are on a rappelling rope. You don't need anything to be static. It all needs to be dynamic. <laughs> when you fall, you need to bounce and you will fall and you will climb higher and you will fall again. And that's the goal, right? So I really like the idea of intentions um, and goals. I'm in my mid forties and health has to be a part of that. I have prioritized good times. I have prioritized traveling. I have prioritized being with family and being with friends and, and, and being really human in life. And for whatever reason, be it my Filipino background, my Italian background, my mixed heritage background, I don't know what it is, or my positive attitude in general, but it's always involved eating fine foods that are rich and unhealthy for you unless you eat them moderately and drinking alcohol. And so I have to incorporate healthiness in my coming you know, year, but also years. It's best for me and it's best for my kids. So health is going to be part of it, but I just feel like that is going to manifest itself in a couple of different ways. That's great. So I'm going to start with that, but I've got a lot more going on. I have way higher expectations than that for the year. What about you, Danny? You got anything specific going on initially? Man, I don't know. I don't have anything. I wouldn't say I have anything real specific other than what I already stated about, um, you know, how to hold on to this savoring of time and taking things slower. You know, I start my day off every morning now with a walk and I live, I mean, I, I know everybody thinks they live in a beautiful area. I live in such a beautiful area. Um, I start my day off on a walk down by the bay. Um, The birds are there, you know, just, it sounds cliche, but it's just gorgeous. And I'm out there and it's like, I feel like I'm in church, you know, and to be able to start my day with this kind of mental clarity um, and being physical and moving my body. And I, I want to make sure I can hold on to that this year, um, regardless of what happens if we go back into the office or not. Um, and then just to bring it back around to who we are, I want to be the best butch I can be, which means being an awesome partner and yeah. an awesome friend and a supportive person and someone that just, you know, it's so easy to get burnt out and get tired. And I just want to keep bringing light and hope and 
sharing that with people and having it for myself and just seeking it out and sharing yes. it. So, oh, Dana, that's inspiring. inspiring. Oh, I love you, man. You're doing you. it, Dana. Amazing. You're doing it. I just want you to know right now. Yeah, I can just try it, man. Kathy, what about you? You got some. I know we started talking about it and we kind of switched gears a little bit, but. No, I, I think that, you know, I've been, I spent the last 10 years of my life caring for my mom who is going through Alzheimer's and I spent a lot of time with her, with doctors and hospitals and stuff like that. And this is probably a whole episode to talk about this, but I have, you know, not, not been to the doctor in many years because for myself, you know, I haven't taken care of myself in that way. You know, I haven't had any overt issues, but I'm turning 45 in a short period of time here. And I, um, yeah, I'm really want to commit to being around for decades longer because I love my wife. I love my son. I want to be there for my grandkids. I'm talking about grandkids. It's true. Wow. Are they talking about grandkids? Well, no, not yet. Cause they're so sensible and reasonable, but (laughs) my wife is talking about grandkids, but that's, (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm, and I want to be around for my godchildren, my wonderful, awesome godchildren. I want to be around from, you know, I just, I think I've spent a lot of external time, to, like taking care of a lot of other people. And I, I will continue to do that because it's my love language. I love caring for others. And part of that is really thinking about taking care of myself um, in a meaningful way. And I think that's, you know, physically through medical support. Um, yeah. I'm seeing a therapist right now, which has been really awesome and really like a growth experience for me, a different type of therapist than I've seen before. That's helping me through grief counseling, but also just like, get me ready for like, what's next challenging me a little bit. And then I really started to incorporate some spiritual practices into my life, uh, doing some morning reflection, evening reflection. And, and then beyond that, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. And I mentioned last time about doing this hike to Kilimanjaro at 50. So I'm starting that regiment this year, you know, I've already started and, um, you know, it's not anything crazy. I'm not, I'm not into doing anything crazy anymore. I want to do things in a thoughtful. Because Kilimanjaro is like old hat. I mean, no, no, but you can prepare for it. (laughs) Give me a few years, right? I'm not, I'm not doing it tomorrow, but anyway, so I guess it's like that holistic health idea. Um, yeah really getting ready and i think that's it's time it's time it's my time it's it's space and uh that will make me that will help me be kind of what you're talking about dana the best partner i can be the best the best boss i can be you know best friend i can be so yeah i think when we we, for folks and i think we all here and including max who's not here tonight can relate when we work in the helping fields and the assisting fields it's so easy you know, because it's just a very natural thing to give of ourselves. And we forget that, you know, we have to fill ourselves up too and do the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves in order to be those people um, that, that others can count on and rely on. And, um, right. right. We, yeah, I think health has to be part of that. But I love looking at adopting healthy practices as opposed to reaching specific, you know, yeah. Right. Body oriented goals. And man, Dana, your your idea of being the best butch you can be in 2021, that. that is, I'm gonna be thinking about that. Best butch you can be. That's a t-shirt. Everything. I'm like, oh, all, yes. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Oh maybe. yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Best you can be 2021. Boom. I love it. Um, I, love I love it so much. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, mm. that's so good. Man. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, I sent you all the, for Christmas, I sent you a book um, that I read this year that I absolutely sort of was life-changing for me. Uh, I only share it with my favorite people. Um, but one of the things in there that I think is really cool is that uh, Valerie Kaur wrote a book called See No Stranger. I may have mentioned it before, but really highly recommend. Anyhow, she is talking about, she's an activist. She's a lawyer and activist. She's from the Sikh community. Uh, and she really practices this beautiful type of activism, which is um, revolutionary love. And the idea is that you're taking care, that you're loving others. You're loving yeah. your opponents hard. 
mm-hmm. you're also loving yourself. And she calls this the feminist uh, evolution of the activist model of taking care of yourself as a part of being a good activist in the world, a person who's in essence, helping others, thinking of others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just love oh, I got to read Thank oh, you. it's so good. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, it really, it's, she talks a lot about a lot of her health issues she had all through her life. She's not, she's probably our age, you know, for the, mm-hmm. the three of us. And I, uh, I just think, gosh, she is a really inspiring person because, you know, she, we know this, we know that like Martin Luther King was a really unhealthy guy, <laughs> didn't have time with his family physically. He was like deteriorating, you know, that man put it all in, mm-hmm. but he wasn't, yeah. you know, he did incredible work. God, I mean, you think of a lot of folks that are doing these amazing things, man, they didn't have time for their, you know, they didn't have this holistic health idea. So right, right, right. I think that's especially important when you're a person who is, you know, you're, you've got you, any person in the world, but I mean, think of from my perspective, you know, we're dealing with, you know, being a, a, a person who is uh, obviously an out uh butch lesbian like person in the world you have other pressures that come on and uh to be i think one thing that she really emphasized was this like real importance of um being being really true to yourself as part of self-care and i just Mm -hmm. love that about that um theory so yeah i'm looking forward to that read can't wait for you guys to read it it's really good yeah 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 very cool Mm. So um, looking forward to um, avoiding all the pitfalls of 2020 and 2021, recognizing <laughs> that we may have made mistakes in 2020. What? I'd like to throw another hot seat question at you guys, if that's acceptable at this time. Yeah. Do it. Okay, we're doing it. Okay. So if you had to name your autobiography after the most recent mistake you made, what would that autobiography be called? Ooh. Yeah. Well, the way I, while you guys are thinking and letting this concept manifest, let me tell you what I had to do to figure out what I, where it would even come from. So I had to figure out what was the last mistake I made. And then I realized there's like 50 to choose from fairly recently. I'm totally at home remarking on my own imperfection. Probably a little too comfortable about that. That's fine. So, and then I realized that there's a pattern to mistakes that I make and it made the title of my autobiography if it were based on a recent mistake I've made really obvious. So what I encourage you to do right now is just think about a recent mistake you've made and then it doesn't have to be calling out that mistake necessarily, but based on that mistake, what would it be called? So it should be, it should be a surprise to no one that my autobiography were to be based on a mistake I have made recently, uh, my autobiography would be titled, dang, comma, I have a really big mouth. It wasn't called Sideswipe? No. No, I'm sorry, I disagree. And I welcome any of our listeners to, you know, consider me for their next fundraising appeal or whatever. Oh Get in my car. I'm going to drive you somewhere besides crazy. <laughs> Uh, helmet included. Helmet included. <laughs> Roll bar also included. Yeah. So my, my the title of my autobiography would have to be "Dang, I have a really big mouth." That is the most. Point, period. I love it, and love it's it. totally appropriate. Awesome, awesome, awesome title. It <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah. makes sense, Janelle. That's so, so good. Yay. <laughs> I love so it. Good. Yeah. Um, I I was thinking about it. I'm gonna go with um. She ignored the problem. That's it. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. She ignored the problem. Ignored I the am problem. a, I don't want to deal with something and it, it just, it's just there on this, in my peripheral. And I know I need to deal with it, but I just keep putting it off and putting it off and ignoring it. So that's it. She ignored the problem. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I know it hasn't been easy to come to that title, but it is clear. Thank you. Thanks. Kathy, what about you? Uh, Buddy? Yeah. So mine, I'll I'll tell you the title and then I'll tell you a specific example, but it is a golden thread. Um, 
the title is Attention to Detail. What? <laughs> okay. All right. I can, I can follow this. No, it's it's uh, it would it would be said in sarcasm because uh, my ability to pay attention to detail right now is severely uh, uh, <laughs> decreased. Attention to detail, and I'll tell you what you what you miss. Recently, I was supposed to sign. Uh, oh God, I was supposed to sign the title of our car over because. Um, uh, we're anyway we're supposed to sign the title of the car and there were clearly two lines there and hannah had signed the first line and i instead of signing the clear second line just signed right next to her name <laughs> then we had to go you know later we had to go online and sign this all the thing i was like why did i do that why didn't i just take two seconds look at the thing <laughs> take it take two breaths that's my thing if you're gonna sign something take two breaths look at the whole thing and sign it but of course i didn't and i don't know i i uh yeah and that is like one of the most irritating things to me about other people so i have i'm like oh man i'm that person so i want <laughs> two to breaths inside yeah like two that. breaths i like that then apply whatever writing you need to apply but not before so yeah. yeah coming to shelves and your local bookstores buy it from an independent bookseller we have attention to detail and she ignored the problem. And for those really late lonely nights, dang, I have a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Goodbye, 2020. Goodbye. Hello, 2021. Yeah, hello, <laughs> yes. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Bring on 2020. It's all for you guys. I hope you have a healthy, happy, and safe 2021. Yeah, you too. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah, we really, you know, have have a safe New Year's Eve uh, and a safe New Year's Day. And <laughs> I'm sure not everybody is um, going out and getting crazy this year, right? Because it's COVID. We're not allowed. So We're it's like, in place in California. It's like Zoom parties and stuff. Oh, man. As long as Janelle's not driving. <laughs> Janelle's staying home, so the roads will be uh, Roads safer. are safe for one night. Yeah. Yeah, and we look forward to, to sharing uh, 2021 with all of you. Uh, man, this community has become really strong. We're up to over 1,100 downloads on the podcast and look Let's forward to uh, connecting with you on Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And you can also email us at thebutchdaily at gmail.com. Uh, also, uh, in lieu of Mag's absence, I want to say, Thanks so much, Veronica May, for your uh, beautiful music and for being our um, our featured artist on our show. We love it, and we got a lot of great I got a lot of great feedback about that that the song and all that you bring. So maybe we'll bring a new song to you next year. Woohoo! Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks, happy y'all. Happy 2021. We'll see you then. Peace out. in the